What's up, everybody? It's the Buzzsaw Gang here. We're here with another new episode. This one is brought to you by Alcohol. They don't give us any money, but we still like it. Here we go. guys we're gonna dive right into it uh but before we do that how about that sweet new intro if you guys like it uh give me all the love but if you hate it definitely throw it towards jonah because it was all his idea Wait, what the fuck <laughs> all right so we're gonna start off with the the biggest headlines in the mlb uh the first one that we have here is that the indians extended terry francona until 2022 uh, i think it's a really good signing for them uh he obviously is uh, going to be a future hall of fame manager he uh when all the Indians, uh, good players eventually leave, which we know is inevitably going to happen. Nope. Jonah here is going to deny that all day. But I think it's going to be a really good uh, thing to have him around because he's a really good leader, and I think he's going to get the best out of whatever players that they bring in in the future. Right. He just has a really strong history. He's been to the World Series time and time again. You know, People like to doubt him, but he produces, he produces year in, year out. So you can't really fault them for extending him. <clears throat> right. Our next headline is uh, Ronald Acuna being extended for eight years for a approximately $100 million by the Braves. Um, this kind of just continues the cycle of early stars being extended. As we've seen, the market for older people as they reach free agency hasn't been that great, so it's kind of causing this trend of younger players to get extended earlier on because they're afraid they're not going to get money later. Right, and he's a pretty good player, too. I mean, oh, for, sure. for getting him that relatively cheap, I shouldn't even say cheap, I mean, that's a pretty big amount oh. of money, don't get me wrong, but... I mean, he's definitely played really well. I think he's earned it, and I think if you were to hit the free agency right now, you would make a hell of a lot more than that. But oh, For sure. Yeah, he's still being underpaid severely, but we go on. Next headline, Jorge Polanco hit for the cycle for the Minnesota Twins. This is only the, the uh, 325th cycle in history, so obviously that's just an outstanding job by that man. <clears throat> yeah, that's a really big thing anytime someone does that, obviously. I mean, it's not going to get like the biggest headlines in the world because it's obviously happened 324 other times, but hey, no. at the end of the day, I think it's like a really cool thing to always talk about, and you definitely want to give a big shout out to someone that can do that. Baseball is an old game, Zach. <laughs> Correct. That's actually uh, 100% true, Jonah. Thank you for that <laughs> wonderful, beautiful fact. 100% true fact. Okay. <laughs> So our next segment, we're going to be going over some of the biggest games over the last week. With, a, with an added twist, we're going to talk about like kind of what the subreddits for that for the teams we're discussing, what they might be thinking at the time. State of the sub. All right, so I decided to talk about the Red Sox because clearly they're just balling out so far. So if you haven't paid attention, Red Sox are now 2-8, and eight, and that's really just making my dreams a reality so far. Lucky I can't going. believe this. You know, apparently having the biggest payroll in the league can't prevent your pitchers from serving up meatballs, more meatballs than Chef Boyardee. Who knew? So, um, after browsing the subreddit of the Red Sox, I came across came across these classics, like Reddit user Hands Like Zeus saying, Hot take, I am sad. <laughs> what a groundbreaking statement. What a classic one, though. Like, it's not, it's so simple yet, it's just perfect, because I think it, like, accurately describes the entire subreddit right now, <laughs> because everyone in there right now is just 100% pissed off. Oh, yeah. And then we have user Coffee42 trying to quench the flames of the subreddit, saying, My friends, there's a big difference between, you know, hey, this room is dirty, someone should clean it, and, yo, hey, this room's dirty, let's piss in the corners. <laughs> 
And this sub is in the last few days has all had a lot more corner pissing than anyone should have to endure. <laughs> so those are that's probably the gold. two most like accurate ways to describe the subreddit. Obviously, I'm a Red Sox fan. Anyone knows that, but Nerd. I know, right? But uh, I mean, they're just they're just not having a good time right now. I mean, they have pretty much just sounded either incredibly depressed. Some of them are trying to keep some hope, but I think even that's starting to die down because they've now gone through their starting rotation twice, and it's just really bad. <laughs> Uh, for mine, obviously, last week I talked about uh, the Mariners, and that was like my big game to watch with them and the Angels. So, <clears throat> Mariners actually swept the Angels, and that was really uh, good of them. They advanced to eight and two now on the season, and I still one hundred percent can guarantee that they're on steroids. But they have officially won my heart over. I went into their subreddits for uh, post game and everything, and user Invisible Chimp. I uh, had this to say on the Mariners starting 7-1. He said, the Mariners' formula for historic seasons is apparently just to trade all your good players and then sign a Japanese player. Groundbreaking. Yeah, I mean, they had Ichiro, they got the new pitcher. I'm like, everything's just going right when they sign a Japanese player. <laughs> In addition to that, uh, Angels fans are not so happy. Uh, one of their users stating that the Angels couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat, which is kind of a weird thing to do when your best player is named after a fucking fish. <laughs> uh... So we're going to move on here. We're going to talk about our pre- preview of our favorite matchups for the upcoming week. Uh, for this one, I took the Astros and the Yankees. Uh, they're two AL powerhouses. Uh, both had kind of slow starts to this season, but I think everyone still expects them to turn it around. Uh, it could be a really good momentum kickstarter for them if one of them can do, uh, manage to take the series, which hopefully, you know, someone can. I didn't know if they can tie <laughs> you, you, a fucking game. You never know, man. <laughs> never know. First ever baseball tie in history. Not true. Uh, but that's only true if the Yankees can actually stay healthy enough to field a nine-man lineup, which currently I'm not sure that they can do that. Right. Clearly the Astros and Yankees are like the clear favorites for their divisions to win it, so even if they have a rough start, you know they're going to bounce back. If they don't, that'd be cool too, but realistically it's going to happen. I don't think any of us are going to complain if the Yankees miss playoffs. <laughs> oh, like, no. Oh, God. Geez. Not again. <laughs> so I picked the Nationals and Phillies as my uh, favorite matchup in this upcoming week. I really just think they're two strong contenders. Neither of them won the division, obviously. They're in the same division. But they're both just strong contenders. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them end up being the wildcard teams. So kind of some some things to look at for that is uh, Bryce Harper versus his former team again. We've already seen it once, but let's see what more shenanigans can go down. Uh, we have Steven Strasburg pitching. He's He used to be a young all-star. Now he's he's there. He's present, guys. <laughs> he's a little bit older now and, you know, injury-prone, but he still throws balls. Oh, yeah, and we also have Aaron Nola for the Phillies, you know, Cy Young contender. So we'll see how that goes down. It'll be a fun series to watch. Uh, so now we're going to move on to overreactions, which these are going to be kind of quick, simple, no big deal. But my overreaction for the week is definitely going to be the Mariners are going to be the World Series champions. They're 8-2. They lead the entire MLB in the, with the best record. I'm not sure about where they're at with a uh, run score, but I, they have to be up there because they're just dropping runs like it's their fucking job, which kind of is. So, <laughs> You know, I honestly don't even think that's an overreaction. I think that's that's a measured take there, Zach. Congratulations. Thank you. I think when they win the World Series at the end of the season, I'm going to look like a fucking genius. <laughs> or when they, when they finish below 500, we'll never speak of this again. Impossible. <laughs> so um, I decided, you know, my overreaction, I think it's a measured take as well, Zach. Oh, absolutely. We both agree. 
We just, Captain Marvel was not that good of a movie, man. No, it just really wasn't. Um, but she's also, I think you're really underrating her as an MLB player. Um, I think she could absolutely kill it if she got into the right system, got some good coaching. Like, I think she'll be a great yeah. player in the future. And if she had more dunking, that could just, really contribute. Just some more dunking, absolutely. I mean, I didn't watch the movie, but I'm just assuming it wasn't that good. <laughs> I have also not seen it, but that's okay. We digress. All right, so now we have our trivia bet round. This is a new segment we're doing. Basically, we're going to pose a simple question. It's going to be kind of basis off the week, and then we're going to put a little bet in there, and then whoever wins, obviously, doesn't have to do the bet. So this week, uh, the loser has to buy the winners some rallies. Uh, if you haven't had rallies in your life, I'm really fucking sorry, but it's so good. $2 chicken bite boxes. Big shout out to rallies. You're also still not <laughs> sponsoring us. us, but we love you. Keep up your good work, guys. Uh, for the question, it's going to be who will be the better team this upcoming week in terms of winning percentage. Will it be the Sox or the Yankees? Obviously, they're Red both Sox. off the slow starts, but, you know, who knows what will happen this week. Uh, Jonah, you said the Sox, right? Just, no, just to clarify, Red Sox versus oh, the Yankees. Red Sox versus Yankees. Yeah, sorry, my bad, guys. I picked the Yankees to have a better uh, win percentage this week, mostly just because... I'm not going to bet against the Red Sox losing every game because that would just be hilarious. But I, I guess I could argue for the Yankees as well. Uh, they are playing the Orioles and they're playing the White Sox. Sure, they have a they have a series with the Astros sandwiched in there, but I could see them pulling two out of three there. And all I have to do is win one game. They'll probably beat the Red Sox. So Jesus it's, Christ. It's an easy bet. I'm going to get my rallies, two chicken bite boxes. It's in the bag. Uh, I obviously am going to take the Red Sox then. Otherwise, this whole segment would be pointless. But... I took them because I think they were just on the road over in the West Coast for like their entire beginning of the season. They're coming home now. It's going to be a really good stretch for them. I think the energy after coming off of such a bad thing is going to be a little less than what they were hoping for. But when you win a World Series last year, I, I don't think it's going to change that Boston mentality. Their fans are nuts, but it's going to be pretty good. I think they're going to win a lot of games this week, and I think they're going to kind of get themselves back on track. True, but you got to wonder how the fan base is going to react, how, how their homecoming is going to be after having this start. Are they actually going to welcome them with open arms, or are you going to have Boo Birds out in full view? I mean, they're doing their uh, World Series uh, ceremony and everything, so I believe that that's going to like drag a, like, a bigger crowd and everything for it. So, But also, fuck the Yankees, um, but that's <laughs> well, besides the point. You said that. <laughs> Yeah, who's that? So our uh, our next segment, we're just gonna do a friendly debate here, more of a just a quick exchange of bullshit. Quick debates. <laughs> so for the MLB, we're gonna discuss who we think the best remaining free agent could be and how they might impact a team's post postseason hopes. Zach, go ahead. Okay, so I think the best remaining free agent is uh, Dallas Keuchel. Uh, he's a former Cy Young. He's still young in age. Uh, his beard collects food crumbs, and I think when batters get up there, that's gonna be really distracting them. I'm pretty sure he said that he only wanted like a one-year deal, and I think that's going to be a low-risk, high-reward kind of thing for a team that like desperately needs uh, to add like something to their starting rotation. And I mean, if he's going to come like relatively cheap, I mean, what's the really downside to having him on there? Go ahead, Jonah. Yeah, I agree. Keiko's Keiko's a good addition, but he really pales in comparison to the man, the myth, the legend, Bartolo Colon. Big sexy. <laughs> You can't even argue against his stats. He has the most wins by a Latin-born pitcher, Zach. He's a signing winner, a four-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. He was voted the sexiest man alive in 2018, Zach. <laughs> I don't think that's no, true. No, shut up. <laughs> Big sexy, as many call him. I mean, look at him. He'll excite the fan base, whoever signs him. He'll transcend baseball himself. He'll become a god amongst men. 
And also, you'll improve the locker room morale, probably. He leaves ashes in his wake wherever he goes. His path cannot be traversed by anyone else. So really, someone please sign him. I need Bartolo in my life. I feel like any team needs Bartolo. Like, even if, like, you don't start him or use him for anything, I think just having him in that dugout mm-hmm. will definitely attract a couple he'll, extra fans. He'll be in there telling dad jokes, like the good old times. Oh, perfect. And he's just going to hit everyone with his gut. Probably kill a man if he hits him <laughs> too hard, but big sexy, guys. But, uh, no, it's definitely Dallas Keuchel, Jonah. Fuck off. Oh, I guess you got the last word, so you win. No. Got it. <laughs> Scoop! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on, we have a few players to watch this week in the MLB. Just kind of, they've been up to no good. We're going to track them this next week. My first player is Ramon Lariano. I definitely botched that, but who gives a you shit? You should try that again. That sounded so beautiful. It just really rolled off the tongue. Ramon Lariano. All right, go All right. got it. <laughs> Zach clearly knows this, but some other, other listeners might not know that he actually got his 12th outfield assist in just the last 57 games of his career which is actually the most ever by an out, outfielder ever in MLB history. I mean, he got two versus the Red Sox in their last series, so realistically he could easily just shatter the record if he played the Red Sox for 162 games straight. Anyway, my next player is Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles. Ooh, great player. He is outstanding. Really living up to that contract. Mm-hmm. If you want tips on how not to bat in the MLB, you, just, you watch him every day. Uh, Chris Davis is 0 for 37, his last, well, obviously his last 37 bats, I'm retired, uh, and he's actually, he's 0 for 19 just this season with 11 <laughs> strikeouts, truly, truly an all-star. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely killing it, uh, I mean, how long has he been on the Orioles now? I mean, way too long at this point, I know they owe him a lot of money and they don't mm-hmm. want to give up to on him or anything like that, but like, at some point your patience just has to run out with right. a player like that. 168 batting average last year, he still has four years on his contract, just... And I think the money usually only gets up bigger for them. So, like, they're going to be paying him even more money to suck just as bad. I guess if you're just looking for a body to have on the roster, I guess keep him. But outside of that, I, I can't see any reason how you've justified still having right. him. Luckily, they're not in a strong division, so they can still contend. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Definitely not a World Series winner last year in it or anything like that. No big deal. Exactly, Zach. Uh, for my player, I picked Jake DeGrom. Uh, he's 2-0 to start off the year. He has an ERA of 0, and he struck out 24 of uh, 48 batters, so he's striking out 50% of his batters right now. That is absolutely nuts right now. Uh, I, I don't think you can really argue against someone like that. I mean, he's just absolutely killing it. Uh, he was the Cy Young last year, correct? So absolutely. definitely living up to his hype. Uh, my next one is Andrew Chafin. He's, I really don't have anything outside of the say say about him pretty much outside of the fact that he has a killer mustache, and I think I might actually be in love with him. All right, so that kind of concludes it for the MLB mm-hmm. today, but now we're going to move on to the NFL. This one's going to be a little bit shorter this week. We're kind of running a little bit low on stuff to talk about. We are going to have a draft preview episode coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, we just haven't decided on a date for it yet. But obviously the biggest headline in the NFL is not even about the NFL <laughs> at all, and that's the AAF shutting down. Which, uh, go ahead and tell them what that stands for, Jonah. AAF, already absent funding. Way to go, guys. You didn't even finish the season. <laughs> That's amazing. I, w- I kind of honestly believe that it was just Johnny Manziel's fault. Like, mm-hmm. he just came into the league and it instantly collapsed. <laughs> Watch out, XFL. <laughs> yeah, not actually, speaking of the XFL, this 110% paved the way for the XFL takeover in 2020. Uh, I think 
they have a much better track record of success. Just don't think about it too hard. They definitely <laughs> didn't completely flop out after their first year either. But at least they made a full year. Exactly. Maybe this year we'll get a year and a half out of them. Okay. Two if we're pushing our luck. Reel it in, Zach. You can a little too soon. All right. Uh, big extension uh, just went down yesterday. Demarcus Lawrence was uh, signed, re-signed by the Dallas Cowboys. Five years, $105 million. So, obviously, that's a huge deal. Over $20 million a year. That's just kind of showing how much of the cap space is increasing. Everyone's salaries are being inflated. So this kind of just scares me for how Miles Garrett's uh, contract negotiations are going to go down because at that point it's going to be twenty five million a year. <laughs> He's going to be one scary lot of money. But you know what? It'll be worth it. He's a good player, absolutely. Uh, in addition to that, Russell Wilson gave the Seahawks a deadline on his new deal. Uh, he said he wants it done by April fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and. In order to really get what he wanted, he threatened the team by saying, I'll literally still show up to work and do everything that I'm supposed to do, which absolutely has probably got the Seahawks shaking in their boots. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get this deal done with all that pre- mm-hmm. extra, extra added pressure. It's just, it's not looking good for the Seahawks, and I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson's going to be a free agent next year. It's, <laughs> I think it's coming to an end down there in uh, Seattle. Uh, in addition to that, uh, Mike McCarthy got upset over the handling of his termination, which I think is ridiculous because you're bad and that's why you got fired. But apparently he was upset with the timing and the lack of personal touch in his firing. He mentioned that when he uh, ever had to cut, release, trade a player, that he always tried to do it with as much personal touch as possible. Emphasis on the touch. Yeah, definitely. He does like massages, apparently. But <laughs> uh, I just can't really understand like why he was like making such a big deal about it. I mean coaches get fired every day well maybe not every day actually but <laughs> somewhere somewhere somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the world a coach is getting fired don't back down right now I'm gonna stand by my statement on that <laughs> but like for the personal touch thing I mean he was having like three straight bad seasons the offense was just kind of stalling out and I'm not really sure how you can be that upset I mean yeah granted it happened in the middle of the season and you're a pretty long coach there, so I can see where that was kind of upsetting, and you just wanted more respect out of it. But outside of that, not really much you can do about it, man. You got fired. Do better. I mean, I think probably something had to do with the fact he was just getting handies every week during meetings. Like, I don't think I think that's frowned upon by upper management. But well, I don't really. I don't know. think it's entirely against <laughs> upper management because. It was also found out that Mike McCarthy is uh, believed to be the long-lost son of Robert Kraft, who also Whoa. likes rubbing tugs. <laughs> you know what? That does make sense. I don't know why we didn't put that together sooner. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to go on to our debate, well, quick debate for the NFL, and we're going to talk about the two tanking teams this year, the Giants and the Finns, and Joan and I are going to debate which team we think is going to have the worst record of the bunch. Uh, Joan, how about you start off this one? Uh, yeah, obviously I went with the Giants. I mean, they have the shambling corpse of Eli Manning at quarterback. That right there should be enough to know they're they're not going to top like four wins. No, no, he's a good player. You should definitely keep him around. He's not <laughs> dying or looks like he's been just seen a ghost his entire career. Also, I think the Giants are just really lacking a big time wide receiver. I really think they could use an addition there. Maybe consider a trade for someone like I don't know, like Odell Beckham. I think that could really bolster the receiving core. Maybe then they'll have a higher ceiling for wins. They got two first-round draft picks. Maybe they should draft uh, Metcalf because <laughs> his agility is just off the charts. Mm-hmm. Truly off the charts, just in the wrong direction. <laughs> also, the Giants are in a strong division. Cowboys are a good contender. Redskins are Redskins are poop, but you also have the Eagles. Just won the Super Bowl a few years ago. 
that's really a strong division to try to come out of with more than four wins. And lastly, I mean, in the Finns' favor, they always beat New England once, so that's one guaranteed win. And then they have Darnold and Josh Allen for four games next year, guys. That's five wins right there, and not even talking about the rest of their schedule. This is an easy pick. Giants will lose more. Book it. Is this why the Dolphins always go 8-8 eight and eight every season? Because they just always have to play such poop people, and then they usually get that one lucky win in Miami against New England? We figured it out. We figured it out, guys. That's why Miami is going to forever live in mediocrity. But not this year, guys, because the <laughs> Finns are going to have a worse record. Probably the worst record in the NFL. Uh, to start it off, they have one good offensive lineman left. They let Tunzel, or not Tunzel, they let uh, Juwan James walk in the free agency. He made a pretty big splash and got a monster signing with the uh, Broncos, I believe, right? Sounds right. Yeah. They overpaid the guy for someone that's pretty much not there half the season and is only average at best. Sometimes he looks all right. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they got Fitz Tragic at QB. He'll be Fitz Magic for maybe about two or three games, and then he'll show <laughs> his true colors, and then we won't win another game for the rest of the season. Uh, we also have a first-time coaching staff uh, that's going to be, obviously, their first time doing anything related to being the head coach mm. with Brian Flores. Uh, both their coordinators are first-year coordinators, so that's going to be really interesting to see. And while the Giants haven't said anything about it, uh, the Dolphins have openly admitted that they're rebuilding, and I'm not really sure if that's what the Giants are planning or, or, or planning on doing, or if they're just fucking stupid. They're not sure either. <laughs> I really don't think Gettleman knows what he's doing anymore. Uh, but also, the Giants have Saquon, and I think just all around, like, their offensive line is at least, while not maybe not good, but definitely mm-hmm. better than what the Dolphins are bringing to the table. And so I'm just going to have to go with that the Finns are going to have a worse record. Well, they may have a better offensive line. Their defense is still trash. Eli Manning's still trash. I don't think you can get by in a running game. The Dolphins, as you said... Always eight and eight. I think at worst this year they go seven and nine, just to keep <laughs> keep your hatred of them floating. I will literally fucking drive down to Miami and just blow up that entire stadium. <laughs> um, yeah, don't monitor us. NSA, he didn't mean that. Um, yeah, don't give me any targeted ads for like homemade uh, shift bombs and shit. <laughs> but also, you can't argue against the track record for New England assistants becoming head coaches. I think that's also a huge factor for the Dolphins winning a bunch of games. I mean. <laughs> just look at all their head, like assistants turned head coaches. Oh, who's the fat one that coaches Detroit now? <laughs> Matt Patricia. Oh, he yeah. did outstanding his first year. Don't look at their record. Just listen to me. He absolutely turned that team around. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty amazing, actually, because the Lions were actually very similar to the Dolphins in that aspect. That They were just always right there around 500 and never really, like, mm-hmm. really good or really bad. And then he takes over, and sure as shit, they're bad now. <laughs> Romeo Cornell, Josh McDaniels, the list goes on. They're all truly good head coaches. But the Lions did happen to sign my favorite running back in the league, and that's my boy, Fat C.J. Anderson. <laughs> we I, need him. He is going to kill it. He said he felt disrespected in the free agency. Well, no longer have to feel that, C.J., because you're on the fucking team, and it's probably going to go poorly for you. <laughs> good luck, bud. All right, our last segment... Just kind of looking across the landscape of the interwebs and looking at some of the headlines we've seen that really just make us scratch our heads. Uh, First off, we have, (laughs) I believe this was from the NFL site, saying, Buffalo Bills, are they this year's Cinderella team? Don't sleep on Josh Allen. What do you have to say about that, Zag? I'm going to sleep on Josh Allen. (laughs) Not sexually. Well, maybe sexually. I mean, he's got a fucking cannon arm, but I'm not really sure what that's going to do for me. 
Maybe something really sexy, actually. Never mind. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sleep on Josh. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Um, I don't understand the Bills' like complete and utter fascination with the guy. Like I get wanting to have hope, and he like showed some signs, but when you go and compare him to like every other rookie QB that started last year, maybe outside of Rosen, like yeah, he didn't play that much better than any of them, if at all. And even then, I think he was just on par with Rosen. And I, I honestly, I just don't think... Josh Allen showed that much. I mean, granted, he didn't have that much to work with either. This year, they, you know, they brought in Cole Beasley, so that's going to be a that game changer for him. For but sure. I, I don't know. I just, I don't think that Josh Allen is as good as everyone's trying to hype him up to be. But keep your faith, Bills fans. Uh, and if not, just keep getting drunk in the parking lots before all your games, because at least we respect mm-hmm. your fan base for that. Right. He's definitely an exciting player. You can go on YouTube and look at his highlights, and you, you'll think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but. If you actually watch a game with him, you'll quickly realize he's not your quarterback of the future. I'll never forget the game in Miami where he threw that deep ball for the win, and he underthrew it. Somehow, the guy with the probably the biggest arm in the NFL underthrew his wide-open tight end. His tight end couldn't get to it, dropped it, and that was the end of the game. Dolphins won. Zach was happy, and Bills fans were sad, and that's <laughs> honestly all I needed in my life. Our next headline just came from... The deep depths interwebs. Couldn't tell you where it came from, but... I believe so it was actually ESPN, if I'm not... Like I said. The, yeah, which, let's... <laughs> Truly the doldrums. We don't like you. Get out of here. Truly the doldrums of the interwebs. Asking, are the Tampa Bay Rays actually the class of the American League? Now let's sit back and think about that. They're in the same division as the Red Sox, the Yankees, hell, the, the Destroyers, the Baltimore Orioles... <laughs> With Chris Davis on that roster, how could you possibly lose another game this year? <laughs> right, and that they're even suggesting they might be the best in the American League, so they're just ruling out the Astros, the Indians. This is hilarious to me. They have one of the lowest uh, payrolls in the MLB. Sure, that's not everything, but when they're paying like a third of what the Red Sox are paying, maybe not even, it's really hard to contend with them. I will say this much about the Rays. I mean, last year they definitely had a really good year for what mm-hmm. they had. I mean, they looked like a team that was trying to go in and just kind of tank it out and rebuild a little bit, but they ended up, all their young players actually showed a lot of promise. However, like, I can't understand in any way, shape, or form saying that they're going to be the best team in the AL. Like, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, a sleeper team, maybe they might be able to poke in the wild card or mm-hmm. something like that, but I mean, right now I think they're leading the division or they're tied with the Yankees right. for it. And, I mean, that's good for them, but I, at the end of the day, like, when they start getting into to the division matchups and they're playing the Yankees and the Red Sox, like, a lot more often, like, I don't think things are going to go that well for the Rays, but who knows, maybe they'll actually manage to pull it off and actually have a really good year, and, I mean, they got a young, really good young core and stuff, I just don't think they're quite ready yet to make right. any sort of legitimate run at a World Series right. title. I'd say the talent level is just too different between them. Never say it's impossible. Baseball does a lot of funny things throughout the year. You never know. They could luck out and win it, but in the end, I see them ending third in their division, not top of the American League like some people suggest. We'll see how it goes. we got plenty of time to go in this season to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week. Uh, next week, we're not sure what we're going to talk about yet. Potentially could be our draft preview, but get ready for episode three. Uh, we'll have some stupid title for that for you next week as well. Hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure to share this stuff with your friends. And if not, you know, that's cool too, but we hate you and that's all right. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next week.